What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Just like music. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with Rod Love and my man across the table from me, the Greg Jackson. Once again, it's on. Once again, it's on. Brother Love. Hey, man, you know how we get this thing started every week, man. How's the week this past week? Man, I tell you, Greg, the week, the weekend, everything, man, is good, boy. And you know what? When I wake up breathing, man, it's a good day. <laughs> listen, I hear you. I hear you. Well, listen, this past weekend, uh, I had a great weekend. I went over to uh, Jacksonville and spent the day with my parents. Actually, spent the night in my old bed. Uh, and, and, and overslept like I always did when I was in college. Uh, and my mom made uh, her, her world-famous red rice with uh, andouille sausage, and my dad threw some ribs on the grill, and it was a party all oh, around. Oh, do you say? Hey, hey Armando, <laughs> do you hear this? Oh, do you say? And you went over to, to, to see uh, uh, Ma Jackson yeah. and, and Pa Jackson and didn't bring me nothing back to eat. Listen, man, my, my bad, man. Man, it, it, hey, it, it was, hey, it was hey, good. Mondo, it was good. it's something else when you get on, on air, on radio, broadcasting all over the world and you just tell on yourself <laughs> but, 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 but it's good that you had a good weekend it's bad that you didn't bring no food nah, back, my man. bad listen man I got you next time I got All you right. next time but listen if you're listening to these two voices you are now tuned in to Let's Talk About It with Brother Love and Greg Jackson two of the most influential voices in Central Florida on Monday Night Radio the dynamic duo and tonight Brother Love man I'm excited about tonight's show because well actually you know what I don't know if excited is a word that I really and truly want to use. Uh, I, I've been looking forward to tonight's show. Um, today marks the one-year mark that COVID-19 hit the state of Florida. Uh, and what I'm looking forward to tonight is that we have some special guests uh, who are going to come in and talk to us, some healthcare professionals, about COVID-19 and how COVID-19 is affecting uh, healthcare professionals. And so this is a, a night that, um, you know, we're, we're hopefully going to be able to bring some great information mm -hmm. to folks as we always do. You're absolutely correct, Greg. And Greg, you know, we're trying to go to a level when we talk about how it's affecting healthcare workers. We also want to talk about, we talk about the physical yeah. all the time. Yeah. But we also want to know How's your well-being? That's right. As well. That's right. Absolutely. Your and mental so, well-being. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so the other thing, too, uh, Brother Love, is that uh, Johnson & Johnson, we just found out, mm -hmm. uh, they were approved for a single injection uh, vaccination, uh, which is great news. And, and, and you know, you and I, we were kind of talking about this, and, and I don't know uh, because I haven't had the vaccination yet. Uh, but the question that a lot of folks have had uh, is, uh, is it 
Uh, is it more effective to have the single shot dose? Now we kind of hit on this last week. You, a single right. shot dose or the double shot dose? I mean, what's what's going to be most effective? So, but, but great, we, we're at a point where because this 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 pandemic, because this virus is so new and then it's mutating. Great, we don't know, and, yeah. but you know what? We have some yeah. healthcare uh, uh, folk that's going to be coming on. But you know what, Greg? Even then, yeah. listening to the talking heads on TV, man, the fact of the matter is. We have been blessed with advancing the vaccine as yeah. quickly as we have it. But again, we still don't know all of the effects of this, man. Now, listen now. But when you mention advancing the effects of the vaccine, brother, love, you got to you got to talk about a major accomplishment that Let's Talk Nation has helped us uh, to bring to the city of Apopka, brother. What happened? What happened? Well, what happened was this, Greg Jackson. <laughs> See, what uh, happened was. L- last week, we had um, Mayor Jerry Demings. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we had Mayor Brian Nelson right. on the show with us. And, uh, you know, we, you and I was having a conversation about Northwest Orange County. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in that conversation hey, with hey, Northwest. Hey, let, let, let me interrupt you. I'm going to stop you. Cause you you're not doing it justice. You're not doing it justice. See now you know when Doc Black yeah, come on, you just yeah. something wrong. You about to pop your your hand, and he got a jacket on too today, Greg. This is what I want y'all to know, Central Florida, because of the effort of the dynamic duo, these two right here, and the Let's Talk Nation. We now have a site in Apaka that we advocated. I mean, like that. That's the that's the effectiveness uh, that community servants have. So I want to applaud. I, I want to make sure that we applaud you. Got his own real sound effects, Greg. <laughs> because yeah, I, hey, Armando, where the Armando should have been looking on Facebook, man. <laughs> because it's important that people know that because of your voice and your advocacy, you get things done. You guys get things done along with the with our, our wonderful audience. Man, we got some amazing people yeah. that mm-hmm. support this show. Yeah, and, and we really got to say that your calls. And, and your involvement, along with our advocacy on the show, is what drove this thing. And, and it, it's like that. And, and you know, stuff in Central Florida don't move. Just like that. <laughs> but we got it going. So, again, congratulations. Armando, I'm still waiting on the <laughs> But Doc, man, we we, we we appreciate you, Greg. Yeah. You know, you say that old thing about uh, it's a sad frog that don't that croak don't over croak his, over his own pond. Absolutely. Yeah. But 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 listen. But we've said this time and time again, and Doc Polite is absolutely right. But but the way that we look at it, it's not a an us effort. It's a mm-hmm. we effort. We, you're right. Because you know, if it wasn't for Doc Polite, because as soon as we started talking about this, Doc Polite was shooting that number across the mm-hmm. screen. People writing it down. Armando's keeping us on track. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Mayor Nelson called in to let us know what was needed. I'm sure that Mayor Demons or someone from his camp was listening to the mm-hmm. show, and, and they came and they worked together to where Let's Talk Nation, and, and we always say this, we could not do what we do if it were not for you, and we truly mean that because you all give us the voice that we have because we can stand here and shout all day. You're right. But if folks aren't moving I mean, we're, we're like the tree in the forest if no one is there to hear us out. So you're, you're to, our, right. to our 22 million listeners, uh, 100,000 of which are in Central Florida, we want to say we thank you because you were able to get something done in a cocktail that we just asked you all to just make one simple phone call and it got done. And, but I tell you, Greg, and you hit it on all cylinders, man, uh, when we have those numbers going across the bottom of the screen. When we ask you to call your elected official, 
it's a we thing. That's it's right. not an I thing. And, and you know, again, you know, want to recognize uh, Mayor Brian Nelson, want to recognize Mayor Jerry Deming's leadership because what this represents, Greg, and when we say a pop folk be like, oh, that's that bedroom, that quiet bedroom community over there. But what you don't realize, that quiet bedroom community is the second largest municipality. That's right. In Orange County. That's right. And Mayor Nelson and Mayor Demings is opening up this vaccination site to Plymouth, Zellwood, Apopka. You got parts of Okoy. So Rosemont. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lockhart. So, I mean, th- this is... You know, again, thank you to uh, to Mayor Nelson for, you know, calling in, helping to bring this issue to bear. Thank you to Mayor Deming mm-hmm. for uh, for hearing that call, for his leadership uh, and allowing uh, something to take place that last week didn't what was just a, a fleeting thought. You're right. Uh, of getting something done for the great citizens in Northwest Orange County. And, and as an informational, uh, next Monday, and Greg, we, you you got, I know, uh, Mayor Nelson on speed dial as well. We need to have him on the show yep. so that uh, he can, you know, help us get the instructions out because the oh, yeah, vaccination. Right. So, so what are the dates on that? The I'm dates sorry. are March the 17th and 18th. And get a load of this, Greg. There's going to be a th- 500 vaccinations over the uh what the 17 a thousand vaccinations nice. 500 each day nice nice so we really need to make sure that we get the word out but then we also need to understand how does the governor's new executive order mm. impact what's taking place now because if you're 50 and up now if you yeah. go to your doctor and you have underlying um uh health care issues mm-hmm. your doctor can uh and I don't know if they give you the shot at the office. I don't know what that process right. is going to be. But what we're focused on is March the 17th and 18th in Apopka. But, but here's the other thing, too, Brother Love, that, that we need to stress. There has been uh, – well, you know what? Let's let's take a step back because uh, I know that Miss Nicole is probably going to hit on a topic that we are going to want to reinforce. So I don't want to take any 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 wind out of Miss Nicole's sales because she does a great job of researching these topics and these issues. Uh, and, and I just want to – I believe I'm going to be piggybacking on something that she's going to discuss about the importance of the vaccination for certain communities okay. and for certain folks. Uh, but, again, I mean, this is a, uh, a great accomplishment. Thank you again to uh, Let's Talk Nation. Thank you to, uh, you know, Dot Polite, Mayor Nelson, Mayor Deming, uh, and to everyone. And, and listen, man, uh, my understanding is that there are places outside of the state of Florida that kind of took what we've done, and they are encouraging individuals in their areas now yes. uh, to see if they can uh, can get sites in areas that are underserved as well. So this is something that is a great time and a great movement. Well, I tell you, Greg, you made the perfect segue for, you know, that time of the evening when we do that famous segue into the show called Nicole, Nicole Knows. Hey, Miss Nicole, how are you doing? What? Miss Nicole, are you there? She's there. She's trying, man. Yeah, she's, she's trying. trying. Hey, and I, I see our executive producer is uh, probably got a little delay going on right here. But, Greg, while, while we're waiting on Nicole to uh, be brought in, man, what else is going on on, on your end? We were talking about DHS uh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, the, the, the thing uh, that we were talking about with DHS is, uh, you know, right now, there is uh, a number uh, there are a number of individuals that are looking to come into the U.S. And one of the issues is that there are a number of people who 
have been separated from their families. And so as a part of that, putting together a plan that's going to allow those families to come together again. But it looks as if uh, we're going to hold that particular conversation because uh, we're going to have none other than the uh, talented, the incomparable, the intelligent, the one and only Miss Nicole Knows. What's going on, Dynamic Dude? What's going on tonight? <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. And I absolutely, I mean, I was listening, I was hiding, but I was listening the whole time what you guys were saying, you know, Apopka, you know, congratulations to everybody, especially our listeners and everyone who's behind bringing the vaccines to Apopka. You know, it's just, it's only the start of a momentum. You know, mm. it's going to, like you said, it's going to go in Zellwood, Tangerine, you know, they're going to see the voice we put out there and how much that means. So that's, that's going to be truly excellent. So let's talk nation, big thumbs up. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So without further ado, so Greg, we don't keep Greg on the edge of his seat. We're going to jump right into it. So when we're talking about the COVID vaccine, you know, we automatically think, you know, that's going to go to everybody, right? Well, not necessarily. So tonight I want to talk a little bit about kind of the COVID vaccine and kind of what that means, especially for our black, black Americans. So according to, to Time Magazine, with the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, Black Americans have voiced their distrust of the vaccines due to, due to a history of racial inequality, especially in the medical field. Where the circumstances of the pandemic have expedited the usual development process, which started with President Trump, for a, which I think was called Operation War Speed, mm-hmm. for a vaccine or medical treatment, this has sparked some fear and paranoia paranoia in black Americans where they feel that the quarters are kind of being cut mainly, you know, due to the, you know, how urgency of the issue and just, we don't really have any data on the vaccine. You know, what symptoms does it cause? Why, why does it impact one person? Why does it impact another? Does it really prevent coronavirus? And a poll released by the Kaiser family foundation this past December revealed that black Americans are the most hesitant to get the vaccine and will continue to remain skeptical about it. Dr. Reginald Eady, president and CEO of Trinity Health of New England, kind of brings us some hope. He's one of the community leaders working to build trust in the COVID vaccines in black American communities. According to a follow-up survey that was conducted after one of Dr. Eady's community meetings, many of the people who had stated prior to the meeting that they would not take the vaccine changed their minds after the meeting. So that's, that means a lot. So that that's, you know, we're making progress and that's your Nicole knows, you know, what are your thoughts on that? You got something you want me to bring in the know? You know, absolutely. I'm, I'm all ears. And do you have any good luck stories for the month of March? I mean, the vaccines will start on March 17th, which is a day of good luck. So hopefully all goes smooth. That's your Nicole knows. As always, email me, Nicole knows at letstalknation.net. All right. Absolutely. All Thank right. you, Ms. Nicole. Thank As you. always, you did an outstanding job. We appreciate you. You, you know, Greg, Nicole brings up something that the conversation continues to take place. And, you yeah. know, when we talk about trust, you know, the first thing that um, from the black community that, you know, conversations are about is the Tuskegee experiment. Yeah. Well, well not only that, no, but, but you're absolutely right. So the Tuskegee experiment is when... Uh, they injected African-Americans with the syphilis, syphilis. Mm-hmm. Uh, virus. I guess syphilis, I mean, excuse my ignorance on this, but I believe syphilis is a virus. And um, for some, they received treatments, but for others, for the most part, they allowed syphilis to run its course so that mm-hmm. they could see how it affected people because syphilis was, you know, a, a big deal uh, back in that time period. So they injected this live disease into these individuals, African-Americans, and, and literally watched them uh, 
to the grave. Yeah, yeah. And, and so even now, African Americans uh, have this fear uh, that a vaccination or that this particular vaccination uh, may be akin to the Tuskegee experiment. But also, Brother Love, I don't know if you recall, but many African Americans in underserved communities believe that the AIDS virus yeah. was also uh, put into existence in order to control the black population. And so that is uh, still even. In- Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today, uh, today's time, a lot of distrust when it comes to African-Americans and having vaccinations and things of that nature. And, and I, you know, let me, let me just be, let me be transparent about this. I mean, even my dad, mm-hmm. uh, who is, in the uh, in a uh, in a compromised group, I had to talk to him and convince him to get the vaccine. But it's, but but you know, Greg, rightfully so, because we're talking about trust here. We have mm-hmm. a history of everything that went wrong right. with folk trusting from a healthcare perspective. Yeah. But Greg, also let's go one step further from an education standpoint. Mm-hmm. Now we've had the conversation. You've seen that a disproportionate amount of Black folk have died from this yeah. uh, virus. And it's because of underlying health Health conditions. That's right. But let's take it. And and I'm going to go in an area that, Greg, you have a high degree of of proficiency in. When we talk about those health care deficiencies, and I I was looking on the chat, man, and I I saw where uh, an individual responded, why do black folk have as many health care underlying conditions. But, Greg, let's go talk about uh, food insecurities. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about uh, food deserts where you can't get fresh food. Let's talk about communities where the only thing that you see is fast food joints and things of that nature, which contribute to to the underlying health conditions. That's right. You're absolutely right. Uh, And and we had this conversation. I don't know if if folks recall, but my wife, who is a registered and licensed dietitian, came on a registered nutrition, licensed dietitian, something. A registered dietitian, LD. You better get it right, brother. (laughs) But but she came on and she she talked to us about uh, the, how food, uh, is one of the uh, one of the things that African Americans don't mm-hmm. pay enough attention to that causes or leads to hypertension, diabetes, and all of the things or some of the things that we're seeing right now that is causing uh, these underlying conditions that lead to mm-hmm. a person being at risk or more at risk. You know, something your wife said when she was on air, Greg, that really stuck with me is when she said. Black folk are eating a lot of the right foods. We cooking them wrong. Cooking them wrong. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But 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 here's the other thing too, because I have to give my wife uh, a, a huge shout out tonight, uh, because uh, in large part she helped us uh, to find some yeah. health professionals who are going to have this conversation with us tonight about how COVID-19 and the stress of COVID-19 is affecting uh, those individuals on the front line uh, who we refer to as superheroes yes. uh, because of the 
uh, because of the sacrifices that they've made to be uh, in the hospitals, to be in the clinics, to give the tests, to give the injections. And so I want to say uh, to my wife, thank you for, for setting that up and making sure that everyone uh, was was lined up and on board because I, I couldn't have done it. Well, but hey, <laughs> and, and you know, Rick, you, you, you're absolutely right, man. We appreciate that. And, and to the Let's Talk Nation audience that's listening tonight, Hey, tune in, call your friends, call your family, tell them how to tune into this show because we're going to have a couple of healthcare professionals that are going to provide you some some powerful uh, information that you can take that could actually save your life. Absolutely. But but here's the other thing too, Brother Love, that I did not want to take away from Miss Nicole's uh, presentation, her Nicole knows for tonight. And she it was absolutely right. There are a number of African Americans who have a great deal of distrust mm-hmm. uh, with regards to the COVID-19 vaccination. But this is what I want to do, and this is what we should be doing, Brother Love. We need to encourage everyone when the opportunity comes to have the vaccination, to get the vaccination done. You're right. That is something that I am committed to doing, along with the colonoscopy, which is being, which is actually being, I'm getting the appointment. You, you, you're getting closer to getting I'm, scheduled, I'm getting Greg. Closer and closer. Brother Armando, it's taking me this long, but it's getting closer and closer. Each day pulls me closer. So y'all, y'all pray for me. Keep me, keep me lifted up in prayer. But, but all jokes aside, let's, Encourage individuals uh, in the community, particularly in the lower income, lower socioeconomic uh, areas, uh, and in particular with the COVID uh, vaccination site being set up at the, is it going to be at the VFW? At the VFW, yes. And that's right down the road Mm -hmm. from South Apopka. Uh, And there are a number of individuals who are at risk in that area who we are hoping, listen, if we got to meet them there and shake their hands or something, we're going to be there to encourage them to get this done. And and the great thing, Greg, and I'm glad you mentioned that um, with Mayor Nelson, Mayor Demings, uh, what we're trying to do, man, because there's been some trial and error in this process Mm -hmm. for those older adults, um, those seniors that are not familiar with technology and things of nature. Mayor Nelson is going to have a a phone bank so that they can call in and and get registered for those that can go click on the link and schedule from the link. We're going to do that. But great. The other part of it that you and I have seen and experienced that it's great, man, to have those adult children that are looking out for their senior parents that are, whether they got to call Greg or whether they got to go to the link. Uh, what we also need to hear from is those churches that can assist with transporting some right. of these seniors that right. don't have transportation. You know, and, and speaking of the churches, Brother Love, one of the things that we uh, neglected to do, and it was not intentional, it's just that we were so excited about uh, announcing what, mm-hmm. what what we were able to get done with the help of community leaders. Um, you know, in addition to the elected officials, yeah. there were also uh, some individuals who stand in the gap for us uh, whenever there are issues in the community. And we're talking about our faith based leaders right. who were also a part of this uh, initiative to get a site uh, in the Apopka area in the northwest Orange County area. And I'm speaking to none other than our good friends, and they've always been good friends of the show. One of them is such a good friend that, that you call him father-in-law. I call him father-in-law. Uh, <laughs> but we have uh, uh, Pastor Hezekiah Bradford and Pastor Richard King who were instrumental uh, in speaking out for uh, on, uh, from the ground level uh, where it counts the most and having the pulse of the community to help get the message right. uh, to Orange County as well uh, of the need of a vaccination site 
in Northwest Orange right. County. So South thank of, you. Yeah. South Popka Ministerial Alliance. Yeah. So thank you also, you know, to those community leaders, to those faith-based leaders uh, who stood in the gap and who were also very vocal and supportive of ensuring that this got that man, this that, got that's done. excellent. Well, great, man. You know, I'm excited uh, to hear the introduction of the guest, but I know Doc Polite will take us to a quick commercial break. Uh, before we bring on our guest, but Greg, I'm man, I tell you, I'm looking forward to getting educated, brother. Absolutely. So listen, coming up next, we're going to have some healthcare professionals who are going to come in and talk to us about COVID-19, some of the stresses that healthcare professionals are experiencing as a result of this uh, of this pandemic. So you don't want to miss the conversation coming up next with Brother Love and Greg Jackson on Let's Talk About It. So don't miss it, and we'll see you in in what one minute, two minutes, whenever hey, we, it is. Just we, come we, back we, and we'll see. Us. We'll see you in a few minutes. Well, let's talk. Ne- Discuss the impact of COVID-19 on communities of color across the nation. Our special guests are Chandra Henderson, ARNP, as she discusses her role as a traveling nurse and the impact that she has observed across the country. We want to hear your thoughts so call into the show at 407-894-1680. Make your voice heard on this important community topic. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Rod Love and Greg Jackson. Hey, Greg, man, you know, I'm going to pass the baton, pass the baton, because I know the introductions that you're about to make a would equal one of those championship fights, man. So, <laughs> hey, Greg, go ahead and make sure you uh, uh, bring in this guest the way you normally do. Not a problem at all, man. Listen, I just want to say thank you very much to someone that I refer to personally as a superhero who is on the front lines of providing care and treatment to those individuals who find themselves uh, in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, she is a uh, is an advanced registered nurse practitioner. Uh, and more than that, I consider her to be a friend, uh, but she's also a rattler. So let's welcome on to the airways none other than our friend, Nurse Shonda Henderson. Nurse Henderson, how you doing? Hello, Ms. Henderson. <laughs> She's like, hey, girl, you better hit that, you better hit that uh, microphone so we can hear you. This is the part in radio where I'll just provide the feel till we till we get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. But but Nurse Henderson, as I indicated, she has been on the front lines for uh, you know since the time that this pandemic started. Uh, she has uh, seen firsthand uh, some of the effects of uh, COVID nineteen, not just on individuals mm-hmm. uh, who've been diagnosed with COVID nineteen, but also the healthcare professionals and, and, and what they deal with on a day to day basis, and, so. and people that's working in the trenches uh, oh, yeah. with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Nurse Henderson, do we have you now? Can you have some sound with? I can't hear. We can hear we you can though. Hear you. I can't hear anything though. All right, Doc. We know you working on that, Doc. But but great. So. so Miss Henderson, she's how long has she been in the uh, field? She's been yeah, she's been in the healthcare field for a number of years. I don't want to <laughs> say exactly how many because it has been a number of years that she has been uh, serving and providing uh, tremendous care to individuals uh, in need, uh, and it was nothing short of uh, just doing her duty. 
uh, when it came time to start to provide that level of service to those individuals who found themselves uh, suffering from uh, COVID-19. So, Well, man, you know, it's, it's, it's good, though, that we're recognizing. And matter of fact, at the uh, Magic game this past weekend, yeah. they, you know, I'm loving to see how we have, you know, Greg, you and I have had the conversation about workplace, but, man, sports franchises that mm. are recognized in health Well, think about workers. it, the Super Bowl. I oh, mean, yeah. they set us out, was it seven, uh, 2,700 seats? It was more than that. I think it, more, I think it was more than that. I thought it was like 13,000. Okay, that they set okay. Aside. Well, maybe so. But yeah, they set aside uh, a number of seats just to show uh, uh, the appreciation that is well deserved of healthcare professionals for, again, being on the front lines, providing that treatment, uh, providing that support. Uh, to individuals who are afflicted with uh, with this uh, with this virus, but also to their own fellow healthcare professionals, because there are things that are taking place uh, that we don't necessarily see, but that healthcare professionals are having to deal with uh, from the stress of COVID nineteen. Think about the sacrifice, Greg, that you go in to make sure you help and treat others, and then you're going home to make sure that what you've done you don't bring back home. Yeah, yeah, you, you, that, you, that's you, the scary. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the scary thing. And I remember, you know, I remember hearing some stories about uh, early on uh, that there were nurses um, who would bring or maybe even their employees provided them with campers or yeah, uh, RVs that. so that they could at least go home. But they would sit out, they would stay in their driveways just so they could be close to home. But they wouldn't go in and yeah. take this virus back out into their families. Well, you know, it's just, you know, Greg, I'll tell you. And this is no indication that we're on the other side yet. But the fact that we're seeing so many vaccines that are being developed, that we're uh, seeing, you know, I have some friends that are healthcare workers, Greg, and from a mental health perspective, the whole disposition, man, is coming back now. You know? Yeah, listen, Brother, Brother Dickens said that, that 75,000 uh, frontline workers uh, are out there uh, and that they are providing tremendous service uh, to individuals that find themselves afflicted with COVID-19. But it looks as if we have our good friend, Nurse Henderson. Nurse Henderson, how you doing this evening? Fine. How are you doing? Ah, there we go. <laughs> now we great. got you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you for having me. So one of the things that uh, the Brother Love asked me, and I didn't, I didn't want to uh, to say anything that was incorrect, but how long have you been uh, serving as a healthcare professional? Uh, oh, I think 27 years. Wow. Ooh, okay. Wow. Yeah. See, yeah, I would have been way that, wrong. That, that, hey, great. Like that's commitment. Yeah, 28. Dang. Okay. Okay. And and you are at, I mean, literally at the top of your field, you are an advanced registered nurse practitioner. What does that mean? Tell us what, what you have to do to get to that level. Um, well, of course, I'm a graduate of Florida A&M University. Yeah. <laughs> Go Rattlers. Um, so basically, um, I got my RN degree um, at Florida A&M University, went back to school at uh, Tampa University, South Florida, and got my nurse practitioner, which is another basically like three years. We also go through uh, clinicals, you know, uh, serving different populations of uh, the public um, to get where we can diagnose, treat, uh, you know, provide medications for patients for adequate um, care. Very nice, very nice. Well, Nurse Henderson, what we're going to do is we also have one of your compatriots who are joining us tonight. And so we want to make sure that we get you all both in here and thank you both for your time. But we also have Nurse Ashanti. Nurse Ashanti is joining us. Uh, she is an RN, but she's in 
Uh, I want to say in the Winter Haven area, uh, and she has been on the front lines as well, providing care and treatment to individuals with COVID-19. But one of the things we're really going to talk to you all about is some of the stresses that healthcare providers uh, have experienced. So, Nurse Ashanti, if you can join us, we'll be uh, getting started and talking to you all and letting folks know about healthcare providers and what's been taking place. Okay. I think our executive producer is trying to get that wound up, Greg. Well, not a problem. So what we'll do is, so one of the things or one of the questions, uh, Nurse Henderson, that uh, a lot of our listeners have asked, uh, and if you can, just give us just the, uh, you know, just the thumbnail of COVID-19 and, and how does COVID-19 spread? What, what What is this thing? So as you know, COVID-19 um, basically was uh, brought about on uh, Wuhan, China in 2019. That's why I hint on Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is called COVID 19. Um, basically, also, uh, why we see uh, we're saying that you need to wear your mask uh, because it's transmitted um, respiratory wise um, through mass, which would mean people spew them. So that's why you tell your mask where you're get, uh, you should wear goggles or some type of glasses when you're out in public. Or you may see people wearing a face shield mm. to um, protect yourself and protect others. So what we're looking at now as we first known that is a respiratory um, disorder, but now we're hearing that you can get it from other ways as well. So it's always best to make sure that you're protected when you're out in public. Also, when you're at home as well, if you're having others come to visit you who don't live with you, um, people don't realize that um, you may invite over your cousin who basically you think they're just around um, their family, but then they're going to work, they're going to the grocery store, and they're not protected all the time. So the most important thing that I can tell people when it comes to transmission is just wearing your mask, um, your glasses or goggles or shield if you can, everywhere you go. Um, you know, I see a lot of people at the gym, you know, gyms are letting people come back mm -hmm. in, you know, mm -hmm. they were, they got their mask on at the gym. I first say I go to the uh, gym, I have my shield on and a mask. So um, and I'm seeing that in the gym more often as well. Um, in the grocery store, you do have your people who won't put a mask on, but I'm seeing people are more being more vigilant by putting their mask on. And, um, you know, I don't really promote gloves out in public because basically your gloves, you're transmitting for you got your gloves on, you transmit it on the shopping cart, then you put it on your your uh, groceries yeah. that are in your cart, then you're putting it in your car. So it's better just hand washing, using your um, hand sanitizer versus uh, using mask. I mean, uh, using gloves. 
That's so very the interesting. Most yeah. um, you know, thing to drive home is just hand washing is the key. Cover yourself with your mask, your face shield, or your goggles. And, um, you know, just limiting uh, the amount of people that are around you. That, that's great information. That is awesome information. And we have now been joined by Nusha Shanti. How you doing, Nusha Shanti? How you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing great. I missed the introduction. I was having, hey, Miss Shonda, I was having some technical difficulty, so I didn't know where to jump in. So I'm here. I'm having um better connection now. Um, but I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, listen, we appreciate you for taking time out to be with us this evening. You know, one of the things that uh, that we hear a lot about uh, is the stress that healthcare providers are under. So, so my my first question to you, uh, Mr. Shanti, and I know that Brother Love probably has some additional questions, but um, what are you seeing in terms of the number of hours uh, that you're spending working now versus prior to COVID nineteen? What 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 are your hours looking like now? Uh-oh. And it looks like it looks like her, her connection may have gone out. So, so Nurse Henderson, I, I'm going to ask you that question. We're going to ask you that question. Post well, I can uh, pre pre COVID nineteen versus post COVID nineteen, or where we are right now. How have your hours changed in terms of being in the field or being uh, with patients? Well, I can do- definitely tell you that nurses that are on the COVID units uh, are working extremely longer hours. Um, there's, I would say, a shortage because you do have nurses that are going to other areas to help those areas that are hot spots, like Florida is considered a hot spot, New York, California. I remember at one time uh, Texas was. Mm. So mm-hmm. you have other nurses that are going to going to different uh, hospitals to help out. So the hours are definitely increased. Um, you have nurses that are working now five days a week, 12-hour shifts versus just the three they were doing before. So they're exhausted because the hospital numbers are higher. And just the demand on wearing a mask all day. You know, with me, I have to put on an N95. I have to put on another respiratory three mask. You got to put on a shield. You got to put on your gown, your gloves. So like Ashanti, where she is, they're in that like 12 hours Wow. for me. I'm going in and out of room so I can, you know, go back to my office, take it off chart for a little bit. But when you're on those COVID floors, you're in that gear for the whole entire time. They can't take it off. Miss Henderson, let me, let, let me, this is Rod Levin. Thank you for being on the show. Let me ask you this question, you know, with this pandemic being in place as it has and the effects that we've seen on the country, on the world for that matter, do you see this affecting uh, people entering the industry of nursing because we also I saw some reports uh, CNN and, and different news organizations that you see people exiting the healthcare industry so what have, what have you noticed? So I've definitely noticed that our older nurses uh, a lot of them have been retiring because they are afraid of getting COVID-19 oh, wow. hmm. we have nurses who take care of their like you know their elderly parents they have also um, retired early so we do see an exit of our older nurses, but we, then we do see a lot of nurses still coming into the field because right now it, we're still kind of um, when it's trying to get into schools, you still have that waiting list. So there are other avenues where we have like LPNs doing shorter courses uh, to help fill that gap. You have RNs that do a, I would say like a fast track um, that are already 
and probably another kind of health field, but going to RN. So there's a fast track program. So they have that uh, to, you know, try and supplement to give uh, the nurses more help. Wow. wow. But I have seen um, um, our elderly nurses that were on the floor. They have retired because they're afraid of getting COVID and they don't want to take it home to their elderly parents if they are caregivers at home. I wow. think we may have a Mrs. Shanti back with us. Yeah, we, Mrs. Shanti, you, you're back with us, aren't you? Okay, sorry, I was having some technical difficulties again, but I switched to my phone, so I should be okay. Now. No sorry, problem, no problem. Well, tell you what, you're just in time. Let me ask this question, um, Mrs. Shanti. Basic question that, Greg, some of the folk that text you and I, what's the difference between COVID-19 and the flu? Uh, the main difference I've seen um, with COVID-19 and the flu, flu is just mainly like a respiratory issue. But with COVID, it affects all body systems, everything. It'll, it, it can, you'll have a, um, what is it? Um, you can throw blood clots. Oh, wow. Your blood sugar through the roof, you end up on an insulin drip. It affects everything upon analysis or um, your body can't tolerate um, what we call CR placement therapy and um, that's like dialysis but continuous so COVID affects your smell your whole yeah and for me I work with um, um, I specialize in GI so I go in to see the patients basically like Ashanti said where they're throwing clots they have to put them on blood thinners so they consult me because sometimes the blood thinners, they'll call them to have gastrointestinal bleeds. So I see yes. patients for gastrointestinal bleeds. It also um, can affect your liver. So I go and see patients if um, the liver enzymes are elevated and the liver starts to fail because um, COVID is an inflammatory process. Mm -hmm. So it's affecting your liver, like Shanti says, your lungs, your kidneys, um, your blood clotting. So it kind of affects everything. And at this point, we do have patients we you know it's fairly new i believe um the young lady you had on earlier is new so we kind of really don't even really know the long-term effects at this point we kind of know like maybe a year out where we're seeing some patients you know who have to have lung transplants who like shanti says on continuous dialysis so some of them once they leave the hospital they do recover but they're still in kidney failure or wow. you know they're still now diabetic or now they have this liver injury or now it's like you can't even have a little bit a little bit of alcohol or you can't you have to watch your Tylenol intake you have to watch everything that you're putting in your body because no one really knows the outcome in the next five you know five six years what what COVID is going to do to your body you know, but love this. This is you know this is very interesting because you know and, and once again, if you're listening right now, you're listening to let's talk about it with Brother Love and Greg Jackson. We have two very special guests that have joined us tonight, uh, Nurse Henderson and Nurse Ashanti. They are both healthcare professionals, excuse me, who uh, have direct contact and interactions with individuals who uh, have uh, have contracted COVID nineteen, but they also have direct contact with other healthcare professionals, and they're talking to us about some of the stresses. Uh, that healthcare professionals find themselves having uh, as a result of being uh, in the field, on, on the front line at this time. But, Brother Love, what, what is very interesting to me is that remember last year this time when COVID-19 mm -hmm. uh, you know, started to becoming a thing, 
one of the things that I said, and, and excuse my ignorance on this, but one of the things I said is that, you know, it's no worse than the flu. But what I'm hearing from Nurse Henderson and Nurse Ashanti is that COVID affects not just the respiratory system, but it affects your liver. Yeah. It affects, uh, you know, uh, your, your, your lungs. It affects, you know, I mean, what, whatever else they said that's just scared me to death and I can't even remember it. It's affecting stuff, man. This is interesting. And, and now, one thing Nurse Henderson said, Greg, and, and we were having a conversation, we really still don't know right, what right. You know, where this thing is going. Right. It's a long-term effects. You yeah. Now, now, Nurse Ashanti, we asked the question of Nurse Henderson, just kind of pre-COVID-19, uh, what were your hours like compared to what you're doing now uh, in the in the healthcare setting? Well, for me, um, it's very different because I graduated in school um, December, and two, I think three weeks into my training, that's COVID. So I went uh, to RN. So as L, I was seeing, I was working in doctors, and from doctors to to COVID. So my training very extensive. My training was different from any other who are in going into ICU because um, one of the ICU told me that take care of a COVID patient, take care of any patient on the floor because because they are so sick and mm-hmm. every day. So from work office patients giving shots going to take care of very sick patients patients that else knew how to take for all learning a totally different nursing experience for me mm-hmm. not expecting it all right wow. like she said it's something you've never seen before like i mean you understand you know liver cirrhosis you understand regular pneumonia you understand uh, you know, kidney disease, but this disease has changed so much from the beginning. It's like mm-hmm. always you're learning something new, like every couple of days, like, oh, COVID does this. Because remember when it first came out, it was respiratory. Then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you lost mm-hmm. your taste. Oh, now you're lost your smell. Oh, now it's nausea, vomiting. Oh. So it's it's just it's just a whole different, I'd say a different beast well, well, of me, a disease well, process. Well, well, let me say this. We, we greatly appreciate uh you know, how you two are taking care of everybody else. Let me ask the question. After this thing got real very quickly, how were you two, you know, and both of you can speak respectively, how did you start adapting to this that psychologically, hey, this is something that we've never experienced before? Mm -hmm. What I like, um, like good coping mechanism for me, I try to work at work because quickly found out that home trying to talk about my work some people can't handle that some people so mm-hmm. um what i deal with on a daily basis and what i see today so i leave work, work and i just try to enjoy um my family immediate family i had to start isolate myself from other family members like my older members i'll call them or i would go sit outside with them on the porch and just kept myself because i knew i was getting exposed. we didn't know how covid would do um, really didn't know if the PPE we were wearing was appropriate or not. Right. Um, it's very, it's still hard. It's mentally draining. It wow. really is. And I know for, oh, sorry, go ahead. Now, Sam, what about, for, I was going to ask, okay. what about you? Yeah. No, I know for me, like um, at work, our coworkers, like we really get together, we talk about things and, you know, how you're feeling. We discuss, you know, family and just, we all mentally get ourselves, you know, through it. You, um, when it comes to us at work, 
and we see, like Shanti as well, um, you know, you see a lot of deaths, you know, a lot of young people, you know, always yeah. people are always like, oh, it's an old person. Disease. No, young people are dying too. Yeah, so when yeah. you see a young person like in their 20s or 30s on a ventilator and they're dying, mm -hmm. their family can't come sit with them. It's just you there with them. You know, it's, it, it does take a toll on you. So like, I mean, Shanti said, that's good. You know, you leave work at work. But I think, um, like I said, with us, you know, a lot of us, we discuss it. We talk about things, you know, also there's different um, support groups and at work and things like that to get you through it. Because I don't know if you've seen in the media, you have like probably like maybe four or five months ago, you had like ER physicians like committing suicide yeah. because yeah. they could not, you know, you got these young people that's like dying right in front of them. You don't know about this disease. It's like, what else is next? So you had a lot of healthcare workers committing suicide. So, you know, mental health is real. I always tell people, you know, if you need help, you know, don't be afraid to seek help. And you know, right. the dynamics of this, you could talk to. The, the, the yeah. dynamics is real interesting because you can be somebody that just went into the field of right. nursing right. or yeah. you can be somebody that's been in the field for 20 something years. And this is something that none of them have ever experienced. Yeah. But just listening to the conversation, it sounds like part of the the, the coping mechanism is your colleagues at work. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that there's there's additional support that's offered because you guys are on the front line. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, what, one of the things, you know, again, we want to thank you both uh, for taking time out of your busy schedules. We know that that you all could have been doing a lot of other things right now. Uh, and so we appreciate you all for sharing your time with Let's Talk Nation and with all of our listeners, because this is something that's going to help them as well to understand or have a better understanding of what healthcare professionals are dealing with uh, and how they're coping uh, with COVID-19. We talk about, you know, the families and things, but we forget about uh, the folks on the front line. And so as, as I prepare to let you all go, I just have one other one last question. Uh, and Miss Ashanti, we'll start with you and then Nurse Henderson, we'll, we'll see how you respond to this uh, but how do you feel or how do you respond when people refer to you as their superhero nurse ashanti um it's it's over times because i don't see myself superhero i just myself as um someone going to the job that i before going to take care of my patients um and just give the love and support that i can because like Shonda said that family can't be there when these patients are dying, these are sick. So we're the ones in there holding their hand until they take their last breath. We're the ones there, um, taking the phone call and everything was going on. I don't hope as a superhero. I see myself as a nurse doing my job, taking care of my patients, and being the advocate for patients and um, communicating to the how I can appropriately. Yeah. Nurse Shanti, I'm sorry, uh, Nurse Henderson. How do you yeah, feel? Or how do you refer to being called a superhero? The yeah, same thing as Ashanti. You know, I didn't realize like how appreciated nurses were until COVID-19 hit. And like you would be in a grocery store and people would just come up to you and just thank you. So that was like that was like an awe to me because this is something, you know, I, you know, I've done for 27 years. So I don't consider myself a superhero. I'm just doing what the Lord put me to do. So, I mean, I will, I will, whatever, if it's a COVID 2120, I'll still be there for my patients and keep on rocking. Mm -hmm. right. Well, listen, we, we want to say uh, that in our eyesight, uh, we know that you are doing a profession or, or, or in a profession that you all love. And this is something that you believe that you signed up for. Uh, but you all are nothing short <laughs> 
of superheroes right. to us and to all of our listeners. And as a result of that, and if you see uh, uh, Brother Shaw's back there applauding y'all as well. So, um, but what we want to do is, um, you know, just to show our respect uh, for you all and and to show our appreciation for what you all do. Uh, Let's talk, nation, brother, love, and I. We want to uh, send you all both out for a dinner. Uh, at a place uh, uh, that uh, that we're sure that you're going to enjoy. Uh, and so I have both of y'all's information. You'll be getting a, a gift card to a fancy restaurant, as my daughter would say. Y'all going to be eating some fancy food, as my daughter would say. Uh, but we want to show our appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to show our appreciation from Let's Talk Nation, and we want to say thank you all for everything that you do. Hey, absolutely. I just want to say one thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I just want to say I got my vaccine and I'm good. See, see, but you know what, Greg? We need to see. We need to show more people who are getting their vaccination yeah. so that we yeah, can got, build that trust. I got my Pfizer. I know people who had Moderna. My friend in Africa, I spoke to her today. She um, got Johnson and Johnson. Nice. And she got it two weeks ago, and she's great. Nice. Now, granted, I did have a little pain in my arm and a, and uh, a little felt tired, but I'm I'm alive and I'm kicking. Okay. Hey, well, I'll tell you what, we want to thank both of you, and we greatly appreciate it. And I know the Let's Talk Nation mm-hmm. appreciate you. Y'all enjoy that dinner. Hey, Greg, we throw you don't you know you you threw in those uh, strawberries for um, Valentine's Day. You might as well keep on throwing them on in. All right, man. Y'all y'all gonna get some, y'all gonna get half dozen because we we ain't trying to spoil y'all now. Y'all get half dozen chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, we appreciate y'all. Hey, you're always welcome on Let's Talk Nation. We'll Thank see you next again. time. Thanks for having me. Thank Bye, you. Sean. Bye. Greg, you, you know something, man? When we hear about the healthcare workers yeah. on the front line, yeah. and, you know, we've had this conversation, and, and I, I, I hate to relate it to some of the conversations we've had about um, communities that experience um, trauma yeah. on a regular basis, but these nurses, Greg, as as uh, Mrs. Shante mentioned, they're holding – People's hands, yeah. holding the phones, wow. you know, and and watching them take their last breath. I mean, listen, you, we don't think about these things, but this is something that nurses and healthcare professionals are seeing on a daily basis, and and so much so that even doctors um, who are accustomed to dealing with life or death situations, some of them could not take the stress of having mm-hmm. to treat patients like this. Uh, as Nurse Henderson was saying, there's some individuals, you know, watching a 20 year, 30 year old on a ventilator yeah. taking their last breath. These are things, um, you know, that's got to that's gotta wear on you. Psychologically, think about this, Greg. Psychologically, think about the fact, and I, I heard one of, I think it was Mr. Shanti mentioned this, stop taking that baggage home yeah. uh, to vent. Because yeah. basically what you're doing is you're sparing your loved one mm-hmm. of psychologically going through what you go through at work every day. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know, you know, and, and and I know that they both meant it when they said that they don't feel that they're superheroes, that they're just doing, you know, the profession that they uh, love and, and, and they're doing the Lord's work, what they were called to do. Uh, but literally, uh, yeah. they are superheroes. Um, you know, everyone recognizes that. Uh, you know, like you said, even the Orlando Magic, uh, the NFL, we all recognize the sacrifices of our healthcare professionals and, and particularly those on the front line. Uh, that are seeing things that we never 
I would imagine we've seen. It's something that we haven't seen in over a century. Yeah, you're right. Over a century. So. You're right. Greg, you know, uh, I want to go ahead and I see a, a text from one of the businesses here that doesn't want to be recognized. But for any of those other businesses uh, and restaurants or whatever it is, if you want to do something to recognize uh, individuals in the healthcare field, uh, engage us at Let's Talk Nation and we'll make sure that we Great. Yeah. It's not a bad idea to come on air and let's go ahead and broadcast it and Absolutely. have a healthcare worker call in. But uh, Catering Best mm-hmm. has been one of Greg's and my favorite place to yeah. uh, send folk to. And and if that, but there's other restaurants out there. We just want to support our healthcare workers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So listen, once again, I uh, want to say thank you very much to uh, to Nurse uh, Shonda Henderson, Nurse Ashanti, uh, for taking time out to speak to us and thank them for their work that they're doing on the front line. Great, man. They broke that thing down about the difference between COVID nineteen and, and the listen, flu. Listen, I didn't know. Right? Remember, we had this conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's, and there was more meeting you. I ain't, I'm not going to put you under the bus, but it was more meeting you because I was like, listen. The flu, we've had more people die of the flu and all of this other stuff. It can't be. Listen. Great. I just listened to it articulated that other body organs start breaking down. Yeah, which I I did not know uh, until recently. I mean, you know, hearing it, I've heard it before. But when you hear it, but but when I heard it, I heard it just kind of, you know, this. Or that it wasn't all in one fell swoop. You, you just heard this and that, right? Yeah. So it, it is. Yeah. It's, it's some scary stuff, man. It's some scary, scary stuff. But man, uh, man, definitely, man. Greg, uh, make sure you give uh, thanks and appreciation because uh, your wife booking those two individuals for us, man. It made a big difference, no, education absolutely. wise. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. But listen, brother, love. Let's switch. Uh, let's switch gears uh, just for a brief moment uh, and go from. Talking COVID-19, and let's talk a little politics for a little bit. Uh, Just this past weekend, CPAC, which is the Conservative Mm -hmm. Political Action Conference, uh, moved from, was it Maryland or Washington, D.C.? To here in Orlando. uh, To here in Orlando Mm -hmm. uh, at the Hyatt uh, over off of... Was it 14,000? It was a bunch of folks. Yeah. It was a bunch of folks. But the reason why I mention that is because this was the first time that President Donald Trump has... Uh, has given a public speech or a public address since leaving uh, the presidency. And so it was greatly or widely established, if you ask me, because I did listen to his speech. I did see some of what took place uh, with regards to CPAC. Uh, If you listen, it appears to me that Donald Trump is still very much entrenched as the leader of the Republican Party. But what was even more interesting to me than Donald Trump being the leader of the Republican Party and winning the straw poll of the Republican nominee for presidential for the presidential nominee for 2024 is that our very own Governor DeSantis was in second 21 percent out of all of the individuals who may be considered for the 2024 run. For president mm-hmm. of these United States. Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. And Greg, I think uh, it was about what they identified about eight candidates. Yeah. And uh, Governor DeSantis came in at 21 yep. percent and the rest were at two. Seven. And one. Yeah. 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 So this is, is it's going to be interesting. But Greg, here's the thing. And you and I have had the conversation. The bottom line. And this is for our Let's Talk Nation. I mean, Greg and I, we shoot from the hip. Yeah. Bottom line is there's a large population of people out there that still feel left behind. Mm-hmm. And, and and let me say to you, the large part of that population out there is just not uh, black folk. It's white folk. It's brown folk. And so whoever is going to 
appeal to everybody, Greg. Got to let it, you know, got to work to where United States of America is going yep. to appeal to you in a form or fashion. And some folks say, well, you're here and you're free, but you still want to enjoy yeah. what America. You want to feel included. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, Brother Love, let's switch from one governor to the next. All right. And we're going to go from Governor DeSantis to Governor Andrew Cuomo out of the oh. state of New York. Governor Cuomo. Uh, just this past election cycle was a, a looked upon perennial uh, Democratic uh, presidential hopeful. And he was actually being looked at at possibly being a Democratic hopeful for 2024 because I guess they are already assuming that Joe Biden ain't going to make it for a second term. But that's a whole nother story. We'll deal with that later. But Governor Cuomo has gone from being a darling of the Democrat Party to potentially being a pariah of the Democrat Party based on two things that have happened in recent times, one of which it has come to bear or come to uh, to notice that his handling of COVID-19 wasn't what he said it was, was. not what yeah. he said it was. And it appears that 50 percent of the individuals that he that he left off 50 percent of the individuals that actually died in his state from COVID-19. The other thing is that he is now being rocked with sexual harassment mm-hmm. allegations from two, one former aide, and I believe another is a press. Both uh, of them work for him, right? Yeah, right. But, but great, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you believe that he is getting the press that he deserved? When I look at no. what they did to Governor DeSantis when he in, early on with him handling of uh, COVID, and then, you know, it's been found that uh, Como didn't report the accurate data. No. And Greg, I still don't believe he's still getting the kind of press he's that not. he should. He's not. But but here's the other thing too. And let's compare how and 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 listen. Let's. I, I, I don't know why I always have to do this, but let's just take a step back. I am a Democrat, but I like folks being treated fairly. But mm-hmm. let's let's compare how. Um, how Andrew Cuomo is being treated versus Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And when Brett Kavanaugh was accused of sexual harassment when he was in high school, not a governor, mm-hmm. not a year ago, but when he was in high school, women came forward, most of which I'll talk, I'll, I'll say Elizabeth Warren, uh, Kamala Harris, they came forward and they said, I believe her. Without any question, I believe what the woman says, which is a dangerous stance to take because automatically you put men in a position of no matter what they say, even if the woman is lying, you've already condemned them. But with Governor Cuomo, have you heard anything from Hillary Clinton? I haven't heard anything, but great. Here's my other issue. Wait, 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 wait. Have you heard anything from Elizabeth Warren? Not a word. Heard anything from Kamala Harris? Well, great. Who's appointing the, the attorney to do the investigation? Well, now it's going to be the state attorney for the state of New York because Cuomo had to backtrack because he was going to try to do it. How do you do that? How do you, how do, what yeah, they say, yeah. Greg, the, the fox guard in the, uh, <laughs> the, the hen house. house? And not only that, he was going to appoint. Uh, to do the to head off the investigation, a judge that he had appointed or recommended. How do you do that? Well, now the stars are starting to align. Yeah, you know, yeah. and just fairness. Yeah, yeah. So you know, listen. Th- this is what I say. I hope that, as with anyone, to include Brett Kavanaugh, that they will do a thorough investigation. Uh, that they don't that they give these young ladies an opportunity to tell their story, and if it pans out to be true, uh, that he is uh, removed and punished accordingly. And if it pans out to not be true, that they handle that accordingly. But let's let the process work. But I'm I'm just wanting to point out that there's a clear difference in how one is treated over the other. Well, Greg, we gotta we're running out of time, but the one thing I'm gonna leave us on, man, is that we gotta look at how do we fight this cancel culture oh. that's yeah. on and about. 
So, so brother, that's a conversation for another time. But you know what, Greg? You do not have to go home. But you got to get out of here. Until next week on Let's Talk Nation with Rod Levin, Greg Jackson. Hey, tune in and get educated about some things you ain't heard about in a while. Listen, your IQ is going to go up 15 to 20 points, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, my brother, I'll see you next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 